Welcome to Have I Got News for Dave, the news podcast where I review this week's news events with my mate Dave. How are you doing, Dave? I'm good, mate. How are you doing? I'm pretty good too. Uh, for those who are new to the podcast, um, Dave is uh, someone who doesn't particularly pay attention to the news. Uh, he's probably never picked up a newspaper in his life. Um, certainly never Whoa. voted in any referendums or elections during uh, during his life. Um, I was busy. There you go. Um, but uh, times when I'm busy, you see. There, there certainly aren't enough news podcasts around, so um, we thought we'd uh, add to that. Um, have you paid attention to any of the news this week, Dave? Only bits and bobs. Only things that have um, popped up in my own feed that have interested me. So probably not, no. No, there you go. Well, you've got a feed, so that's um, quite promising, I guess. Most of my feed is from people like you, so... There you go. You're my news feed. There you go. So this is going to be a this is going to be a uh, quite a massive news feed now. This weekly podcast. It is. Um, this is. Uh, I'm going to try and keep it as light and fluffy as possible. The news can be very depressing and very miserable at times, um, and particularly after the last eighteen months, I don't think people particularly want to tune into a podcast that just talks about COVID every single week or you know people dying no one no one yeah. wants that do they i'm with you on that yeah so on to so our on top, to story, of the top week. story of the week covid. covid oh dude come on don't worry it's uh we're gonna skimp around the edges of covid for this top story this week because it has been a fluffy covid a, it's 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 non-fluffy it's COVID, non-fluffy. but it is it, it's the outskirts of covid it's um it's kind of tucked away in the corner, but it's come to the forefront this week, and that is COVID passports. Um, have you have you heard much yeah. about COVID passports so far? I heard about them a while ago when they were going to be an idea that was floating around, but I wasn't sure if they were actually getting put into play yet. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, the uh, the yet has come, um, right. and I think in a, certainly in the past week. Uh, the UK, France, and Germany have um, they've, they've started pushing these vaccine uh, passports out, the COVID passports. I'm not quite sure um, if uh, they're into fruition yet, but certainly France has had a lot of protests this week. Have you seen the protests? I haven't, no. no well, that's okay. France are always protesting about something. Um, but they're saying, How do you get one of these passports then? Well, Just get jabbed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on i've done that so where's my passport it's on the microchip in the in the vaccination um, oh that's great i can go then just get a qr scanned um yeah france france has said this week you you need proof of vaccination whether it's a maybe it's a phone app or, or something um to go into cafes to go into restaurants museums really even to go into the eiffel tower Wow. Um, so, so my mate Dave, uh, this is my question for you. Do you think vaccine passports, COVID passports, are a good thing, or do you think it's an infringement on um, people's human rights? What's your take? I think personally, it's obviously a good idea for this because look what's happening. People are dying. I know we're going to talk about people dying, but people are dying, 
and they're still dying. And a lot of it is because of all the idiots that haven't got their jabs. Go and get your jabs. Stop being a Muppet. Get your passport and go to the museum. Right? <laughs> I think it's pretty simple. It's pretty clean cut. I never said this was going to be a particularly diplomatic podcast. But, um, uh, <laughs> those are um, certainly some thoughts there. So, so these Muppets um, that you're <laughs> referring to, um, how do you, do you not think there's uh, potentially a right for them to say it should be up to the private businesses to enforce rules if they choose? And actually, it's not up to the government to place those measures. Okay, that's a different way of looking at it. Then, yeah, yeah, I guess you could do that. But also, you know, the government are trying to stop a pandemic, aren't they? So maybe it's a good idea that they're doing that. Um, I guess these Muppets, as I've called them, um, really, <laughs> their privileges, if they're not willing to help their country, community, or whatever it is that they're involved in, beat the pandemic then they their privileges should be revoked to a degree mm. if they can't go to places if they're not if they're not vaccinated i mean that's that's the whole point of these passports do you worry this could uh cause segregation in these countries between vaccinated and non-vaccinated people oh yeah 100 percent. obviously well, we've got, already got anti-vaxxers for other things haven't we so here's another one yeah and and do you Indeed. think uh, so? I mean, vaccination uptake, even in some of the 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 best countries, there's there's still only got around a percentage of eighty percent of the population who have taken up the vaccines. Many of these, uh, many of these muppets, as uh, you you refer to them, uh, which muppets in particular? Are we talking like Kermit, or are we saying Miss Piggy? Oh, all of them, all of them, an eclectic mix of muppets. Yeah, who was your favourite muppet growing up? Mine was um, was it the uh, the Cookie Monster or whatever he was? <laughs> See him up it. <laughs> he was oh, on Sesame well, Street. Not the Cookie Monster. No, oh, that's yeah. Sorry, he's not a Muppet, is it? Which was the ones? Is it Elmo or something? Those ones. Oh, that fella in the dustbin again. Is that? That's all Sesame yeah, that, Street. That, is it? <laughs> I'll give it Kermit then. He's fine. Okay. By default, Kermit wins the award of your favorite Muppet. Or that weird fellow with the funny nose. I don't know who he was. Uh, the Swedish chef. No, that guy with the, like the little black oh, hair. Oh, Gonzo. Like, oh. Yeah, he's Gonzo. Cool. Yeah, okay. Um, and the guy that played the drums was that him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, back on back on topic. Um, these Muppets. Uh, mm. What do you what do you make of the Muppets who um, have said, "I'm I'm not actually anti-vax." I had MMR as a child and I would give my children MMR and I would give them the tetanus jabs and, and all that. But I just don't trust the COVID vaccines yet. The The testing was rushed. Um, it's it's not safe. If it's proven safe in, in several years, I'll, I'll, I'll get it then. Yeah, I mean, I do understand that. And yeah, I, I get that. I, I don't really know what to say on that one, I guess, because I do feel that side of things. But again, they're going to have to, if they feel that way and they're not willing to get the vaccine that they possibly don't trust, then they're also probably going to be pretty cautious about what they do, where they go. So they're probably not going to need the privileges anyway. So mm. we can take them off them. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, quite uh, quite definitive there. Uh, <laughs> final question for you um, on this on this topic. Um, mm. So the the vaccine passports they they are coming. So it seems uh, many um, many Western nations that have vaccinated a lot of the population. Do you think there is a danger that this sets a precedent um, that governments will be able to, in the future, um, you know, stop people they don't want going certain places, doing certain things? Does this does this open up, uh, you know, uh, authoritarianism and, and dictatorship? It's sort of a deeper level of control. Mm. Um, possibly does, but I mean, the world's been going that way anyway. Look at the digital side of things, the internet, you're getting tracked for whatever you do as it is. People know everything about your lives. If you have an online presence and you don't read all of the, um, the little cookie, um, messages that pop up and decline and change all your settings and stay off social media, then you're going to get picked up on those side of things. So yeah, I mean, it, probably will do but but the world's going know, that way anyway so just going that way just, anyway just, just ride it. the wave yeah. okay just roll with it there it's go. cool there is a there is um there is a alternative for those um muppets uh, in any case there is a a bar in um southern california this week that has announced they will only be allowing unvaccinated people with really uh, proof of uh not being vaccinated um, How do you get proof of not being vaccinated? You have to walk in with COVID. <laughs> these, uh, these are <laughs> Muppets you are questioning, uh, Dave. I don't think there's uh, any logic there. These are real Muppets. They have to go in with a positive COVID test on the day. <laughs> Possibly. Instead of the reverse of what all the rest of us are doing when we go to events. I think that's right. Um, anyway, that was our top story of the day. Um, that was your, your first ever podcast news item. How do you feel? I feel like I'm probably going to get quite a uh, split sort of fan base. <laughs> Muppets and non-Muppets. Maybe Muppets and non-Muppets, yeah, give me a 50-50. I think I see a future Prime Minister potential in you. Um, 100%. Now, uh, this is uh, our first podcast we've ever done. And so what, if there's one thing I know about podcasts, it's the, the right in the middle of it when you least want it. It's a paid advertisement. So <laughs> here's, uh, here's the paid advertisement for, for this. And this is episode one, so we, we don't have any sponsors. If you would like to sponsor the show, please get in touch, um, and we'll plug absolutely anything if uh, you send us. You pay us. If you pay us. So I'm going to advertise today. Um, what do I want to advertise? you got some shoes for sale or something. No, I don't. I'm just trying to think of like a nice business. I'll tell you what. Uh, our friends, Will and Georgia, are getting married on Friday. They are. Good for them. That's that's this week's paid advertisement. Unpaid. And Good for them. It's not really an advertisement. You can't buy anything. But... No, but you have to have a COVID test to get in. <laughs> positive. Yes, positive. It's a Muppet wedding. Should we, uh, should we move on to the second news story of the week? Let's do it. Okay. I might put in a little jingle there, but I might not. Um, second news story of the week. Uh, this one I'd be surprised if you've heard of. Um, there's a guy called Daniel Hale. Um, okay. he, he's an American who's been on trial 
And um, a couple of days ago was sentenced to 45 months in jail for whistleblowing. Okay. Whistleblowing? Oh, as in the metaphorical whistleblowing, not actually just blowing a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought he might have been disturbing the peace, you know. <laughs> I know the American. Late at night. The American uh, judicial system is uh, known for being quite strict, but that would um, that'd be quite something. Um, running around at the like 3am blowing his whistle yeah no so yeah he's uh he's been sentenced to around four years in jail for right. um for i guess un- both uncovering and releasing um you know big secrets uh through i believe he worked for uh nsa um so right. the same people as um uh edward snowden who you may have heard of before Indeed, yeah. Yeah, you seen the movie? No, I haven't. Ah, there you go. Watch the movie. It's got a uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it, so it's not bad. Um, but Daniel Hale uh, in 2013 uh, released top secret information that said uh, you're aware of uh, drone strikes. Yeah. America do. Um, Indeed. For every drone strike that uh, American was releasing. Um, 90% of the fatalities were innocent civilians and only 10% of those killed were, you know, potential terrorists or terrorists. terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you make of that? Did he deserve to go to jail for releasing secretive information of the U S government or is he actually potentially a hero for releasing the information which says these American drone strikes are pretty, pretty rotten. So you're, you're first telling me that um, the information is true. So what he's saying, this 90%, these figures are true. These figures are true. That's correct. Right. Okay. So he's not just coming out and going like, oh, 90% of these people are innocent. It is actually, they've, they've counted up the deaths and <laughs> 90% yeah. or maiming or whatever happens, which is awful. Um, right. Okay. So that is true. Well, obviously you're looking at two sides of this, aren't you? One is... I didn't bring you on yeah, this podcast okay, to play sides. You, you've got to go yeah. yeah. Well... One one side, but we're, let's look at it in two sides. I'm going to play sides. One side is, does is it a good idea to give the public that information? Or do you keep it within the confines of these organizations and work it out to bring the numbers down within you know a smaller amount of people that know the truth about it? Or do you want it out in the news and everybody to be blabbering about it and to be basically passing information you never know what information goes on from people anyway it's like chinese whispers um so yeah i'm not sure i mean i don't i don't know i mean if it was something in his well let's look at the rules of his his job his job role does it say do not pass out this information or you can go to jail because if it says that and he's done that then yeah he's going to jail <laughs> he's been told <laughs> It's like it's like telling a kid, don't put your hand in the fire because he's going to burn your fingers, you muppet. And <laughs> look, lo and behold, he's put his hand in the fire and he's burnt his fingers. But yeah, on the other on the other hand, maybe people do need to know that these drone strikes are killing 
hundreds, thousands of innocent people, and not just the uh, the horrible terrorists. Okay, so Dave, so I've got I've got a question for you. Um, mm. Let's pretend you you had a job interview, uh, you got the job, and in your yes. contract uh, you had to sign a little bit of small print which said you are not to release information about the murderers, uh, the murders committed by your boss. Otherwise, um, you will get fired and we'll send you to jail. And then you see your boss murdering a load of children. Um, mm. so, so what are you doing? Are you, are you just going to keep quiet? You're not going to tell the truth? Yeah, but at the start, was he told that of the specifics of what he's not allowed? You just go, oh, by the way, you can't tell anyone about anything. You're like, oh, right, okay, not thinking that there's going to be something that bad. If someone actually came to him and went, oh, yeah, by the way, don't tell anyone that 90% of the time we blow these terrorists up, there's also a buttload of uh, civilians involved. If he was told that in the first place, he might think twice about taking the position. (laughs) Just like you telling me that my boss is murdering people as I'm going for the interview. I might go, hang on a minute. And sort of back off, but you know, if if he's just been told, if I was told by somebody, oh, by the way, um, don't tell anyone what goes on here, um, just you know, just keep it secret, and that I mean, right, well, it probably can't be anything that bad. And then he starts murdering people, you know. But if I've been told as well, I'm going to jail if I tell anybody. It's yeah, unless you want to be uh, be a hero. I mean, take the rap and be a hero. The, these are top government agencies, so I, I mm. think it's um, <laughs> they they probably cover it in the don't tell anyone anything basis. Um, you know, you're not you're not allowed personal uh, electronics inside um, right. these places, uh, and, and not allowed to take anything away with you. Um, well, I think he's pretty ballsy. I'll take I'll give him that. He's got big uh, cojones for doing what he did, <laughs> but. <laughs> Now he's uh, paying the price, I guess. But but should he? Yeah, I don't really know. Should he pay the price? Mm. Um, on the morality side of things, no. But on the rule set that he has agreed to, yes. He's agreed to it. <laughs> he, he said... I don't know if he agreed to go to jail. <laughs> Well, he agreed that if he were to spill the beans, then he would do. So I'm guessing that's in his contract. But morality-wise, yeah, this man's a uh, he's a good man, I'm guessing, because if he, if he feels so strongly about that, that he, he, he's going to break his vow of silence to let the public know what's going on, then, yeah, fair play to him. <laughs> but right. now he's in jail for I, uh, four I, years. I don't know if uh, the term... That's so- Spill the beans. Uh, appears in any contracts at the NSA, but um, <laughs> who knows? Possibly it does. Um, alrighty, thank you for that uh, discussion on our second news story this week. Um, that was the news story where uh, we were supposed to have a guest star. Uh, we do have a guest oh. star on the show for um, one of our news items every single week. Um, but we didn't this week because it's episode one and I forgot. Uh, but we will have a guest star next week. If you would like to be the guest star on the show, uh, give us a call or email or text or message on social media if we ever set up social media accounts. Or homing pigeon something. Homing pigeon. Okay. Are you ready for our final news story of the week? Give it to me. Uh, I thought we'd end on a, a, a nice bit of news, 
um, after the, uh, the, okay. the the more uncheery news that you normally get dominating. Um, so, as uh, everyone knows, the Olympics have started this week. Um, and in the last couple of days, there's been some tremendous success for both the Philippines and Bermuda, who have both won their first ever gold medals um, at the Olympics Games. Um, what do you make of that? It's pretty amazing. I mean, I know about the Philippines one because I did see that. Um, but I don't know about the Bermudan one because I've not had a chance to look yet, but the Philippines one was incredible. I mean, that lady, she only weighed sub 55 kilos and she's lobbing 127 above her head for a gold medal. That's very impressive. And you could see how much it meant to her. She was, yeah, she was crazy happy for that. She did. So yeah, that, was, uh, that there, was good to see. There was a nice story that um, I think this was her fourth Olympic Games and um, she she'd previously you know, slowly risen up uh, through the standings and placings of where she'd come. Oh, nice. Um, Even better. And uh, and finally done that. The um, What was the Bermudan one? So the Bermudan one, um, I'm just looking it up, and I think, yeah, it was the, the women's triathlon. Right. Um, so uh, that was... I'm guessing neither of these athletes are... Um transgender or anything like that uh getting on some dicey topics no flora duffy uh cisgendered female won the uh women's triathlon uh, in a time of right. one hour 55 minutes which just seems pretty pretty incredible really um a good time but that's good but i so so going off the back of that um what i wanted to ask was so these are the Philippines and Bermuda's first ever gold medals um, mm. in over 100 years of the Olympics. And the Olympic Games, at least in the last 20, 30 years, has always had a very similar format where the U.S. wins on the medals table. Uh, yeah. You've normally got Russia and China second and third, maybe the U.K. fourth, yeah. um, and so on. Do you think we should start ranking nations in the Olympics by another metric other than solely uh, the number of medals won. For example, we could rank these nations in terms of uh, medals per capita, medals per GDP, and so on. What do, you, what do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, that would be... It would be fairer in the sense that like, every single sport itself is ranked in that way. If you look at something, it's all based on... Um, I say every single sport, like more individual sports are based on, let's say, weight and things like that. So weightlifting is to do with what you're lifting with regards to your weight. You have a, a score based on that. So that's the same thing. If you've got a country with, you know, that's 10 times bigger than the other country that you're competing against, there's going to be probably a 10 times higher chance that you're going to get more medals on them because there's 10 times more people like China. There is. So... And obviously, if you are a little bit more um, in a more wealthy country, you're going to have better access to sporting facilities, to training, nutrition, and everything else that goes along with it. So you're going to get better training, better athletes. So, yeah, I think there would be a, a good way of doing it. Maybe, yeah, I don't know which one. Maybe start by per capita. 
Oh, I can see I that can list, uh, I can list some figures if you yeah. want. Um, yeah. So if if we uh, if we took the uh, total medals won per capita, uh, Finland mm. would come out as the number one country of all time wow. across all the Olympic Games. Um, nice. Sweden would come just after them. Uh, Hungary would be in third place, and due in part due to the medal. Uh, from a couple of days ago, Bermuda make it all the way up to fourth place. Wow. Um, so Wait, they got to fourth and they've had one gold medal. So, yeah, so they've had 13 medals um, in their history, but uh, this, is yeah. the, this is the first but they're gold. they're a tiny, tiny country. Yeah, so they've only got a population of uh, 350,000. Um, wow. So very small. And the United States. Is that because they're all keep down disappearing there. down that big. Um, triangle I, that could be one of the reasons yeah <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i think it would be uh certainly interesting and you touched upon another point with regards to uh the financial capability to compete at some of these events you know when you've got events such as dressage at the olympics mm. um yeah that's an event which is for the the very wealthy and the very elite of very Definitely. wealthy countries you know so um Less accessible to uh, to other nations. Yeah, it might be a few wild horses running around in Bermuda. <laughs> Jump on the back of them, plait the hair, off you go. There you go. Dressage, right? Bermuda. I want to see you in dressage in uh, four years. Hundred percent. There's no excuses. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, that was this week's news with my mate Dave. I should say the name of the podcast there, shouldn't I? Have I got news for Dave? Yeah. Done it. Well, that should have been at the start, I guess. I think I said it at the start, but... That's all right, then. Um, You did, actually. So, have I got news for Dave? Yes. I had got news for Dave. And now I know all the news. He does know all the news. Uh, Join us next week, where we will be discussing the news again. Again. Okay. Can't wait. All right. See you next time. See you, next time. <laughs> See you everyone. Bye-bye.